Hello and welcome to another episode of The Marketing Natives. Today we have another special episode for you. We have Maria Paula Carrillo. We're thinking about uh, rolling on R or talking about rolling on R's earlier. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist, our next door neighbor and owner of Lifecycle Nutrition, which is a nutrition consultant private practice here in Allen. This is The Marketing Natives providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Mari Paula, welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm so excited. They are the, some of the best neighbors I've ever had. Thank you. Nice. How many? Well, I guess you were at another office place because I was thinking you haven't had any other neighbors, which would have been rude but whatever uh we kind of talked about this and this <clears throat> we want to our first question is uh, a, a really good icebreaker because we were actually talking about it or you alluded to it before the conversation and uh yeah so i try to not ask any questions good so we want to know tell us how you started chaos your soccer superstar oh, group no <laughs> <laughs> this means i share way too much information with you guys so chaos was our soccer team that we decided to start because i guess at that point my maybe five six year old was playing soccer mm -hmm. um sick girl team right they um were not very good so a friend and i were watching our girls just really not play soccer and getting very frustrated and thinking this has to be way easier so let's show them how it's easier so we asked a bunch of friends so we joined a co-ed soccer league in Allen, um, adult co-ed. So we figured it doesn't have to be hard. She had played soccer. I had never played soccer. Well, maybe with my brothers a little bit. Not good at all. So we got a lot of friends that some had played, some had not. They gathered some other friends, and um, we were not very good at all. <laughs> we truly earned the name Chaos. So... Yeah, that's how our team... So was the name picked before or after? No, it was picked before, before. by me. Wow. I kind of already knew what we were getting into. I didn't expect to be as bad as gotcha. we was. So we we didn't win any games. We usually would... There was a mercy rule. Okay. So if right. you were seven points, Ahead, um, yeah. yeah, the game would end. They how, usually many, how many ended, of those? Um, about every, you know, other game or so. Uh, within 15 minutes, the game was over. <laughs> so, but you enjoyed oh, it, right? It, it was, was a lot fun. fun. It was fun. It had I mean, we had a lot of injuries. I lost lots of friends, I think. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so people are afraid when they see me now come, like, don't ask me to play sports. So, yes. All right. Really well, so this is not longer a thing. Ca no. Team Chaos is not. Team, no. We well, moved I think we could kickball. revive it, though. Yeah, we could. We could. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm all about it. I don't know that I can get many of those people back. Right. Yeah, well, like we, we didn't talk about this, and Christian and I have talked uh, this last week. Yeah, getting a kickball or, yeah, probably kickball would be our best route for a new Team Chaos revitalized. Now, she did, Marie Paula did show me a picture. Maybe we could put it in the show notes of uh, her team. They did look very furious. Can, they had like what, lime green shirts oh, and. We were best dressed. I mean, oh, okay. we that's, were, that's, yeah, that's good. We, had, yeah. we had a strong team looking. We looked, we looked like we knew what we were doing, but. It wasn't the same once we got in the field. Gotcha. We tried kickball after. Um, it wasn't called Chaos. I can't remember what that team was called. 
Like he didn't <laughs> like my name. I thought it was really great. How creative is that? I, I think it was very creative and fitting too, because at least if anything, the name is intimidating. So whenever you guys get out mm-hmm. there, they're like, oh, dang, we're playing chaos. So do you think right. that name is intimidating? Because I thought about it being funny, but maybe that's my ESL kicking in. I think it's a little it intimidating. Can go both ways, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it can go both ways. But it, chaos just seems like they show up there, and you guys are all matching lime green. You start warming up a little bit, but you don't see them really doing anything. Like the people who look really good warming up. <laughs> We're <laughs> hiding just, our skills. Right. So the, for the first game of the year, you know, you could really intimidate somebody until word gets around on the, you know, the league that hey, don't worry about chaos or. And true, that was about. What it was. The first game, it was probably one of our best games. And then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> nice. Well, started on a good foot. That's fine. Um, all right. So let's get let's get down to business now that we got that very interesting question out of the way. Um, so we want you to tell us about Life Cycle Nutrition. Um, what kind of services do you provide? What are you all about? Okay. So um, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist. Um, and I always like to kind of mention that because there's a lot of confusion out there. What's a registered dietitian? What's a nutritionist? Everyone is usually looking for a nutritionist. But um, in this day, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist without much education at all, if any. Um, so we always say every registered dietitian is a nutritionist, but not every nutritionist is a registered dietitian. So uh, we pride ourselves in being the nutrition experts and having enough education and background and being able to provide what we call medical nutrition therapy or nutrition counseling um, with our education, um, it's at least a bachelor's degree in nutrition and then having an internship um, and passing a registration exam. So um, I provide education, individual counseling. So whether mm-hmm. it's families or individuals in working kind of one-on-one with them and helping them achieve their nutrition goals, whether that is uh, healthy eating habits, improving their health, or maybe helping someone with a medical condition, um, helping children grow, or children with food allergies, or requiring a specialty feedings, like whether they have a feeding tube or um, some type of the feeding difficulty. Um, I called my practice Life Cycle Nutrition because... Um, I kind of work with the life cycle. A lot of my experience comes from working in pediatrics. I was at, uh, I worked at Parkland in the natal ICU with really preemie babies. Um, I worked at Children's Medical Center for about eight years working in the gastroenterology department. So that was um, a big chunk of my experience and knowledge, and I'm very thankful f- for having had that. Um, but then transition into private practice with other dietitians, and then now um, on my own for almost three years. It's I feel like life cycle kind of fit. The mm-hmm. it was actually one of the classes that we took in school too. It was called life cycle nutrition. So um, I kind of like that, and um, I like how it encompass the the whole family and kind of really my goal is like hitting nutrition for the stage of life that you're in right ever those things usually change some people become more active or tend to be less active right illnesses come and go as well so kind of addressing it that way mm-hmm. yeah i guess one of my questions uh is why why did you start life cycle nutrition if you were already working at a hospital you're already working at um you know one of the one of the most no, well-known uh, hospitals for children in the area. So obviously you were fitting a need there, but why did you leave that to go start Life Cycle Nutrition? So I really, I, I would say that every job that I was in, 
want I loved it so much that I never thought about leaving until something made me change that um children's medical center was again probably some of my major preceptor in life a mentor um was there I learned so much from her she trusted so much in me um but medical care is changing and I really wanted to provide a little bit more and take more time with my patients and be able to at that point I had become a mom um, and working with families and working with children, I knew that people wanted a little bit more, and sometimes I felt uncomfortable having to feel rushed. So kind of looking into that, but also having a little more flexibility. I'm a mom of two busy little girls, so um, that kind of runs my life too. So I like having that flexibility. Um, so kind of went uh, into practice with another dietitian for a period of time, but then um, decided again, I wanted to do things, uh, to have more flexibility for me and for my family. Um, and that's what fit into my life that time. And so it's been kind of one of those things that you never thought about doing and, um, things evolved and here we are. What do you think has been one of the, your biggest challenges with transitioning from, you know, nine to five, uh, to being on your own and being able to balance, you know, what you're talking about, being able to have time for, um, family um, and, Probably that being your own boss makes it the harder boss <laughs> that you've ever true. had. Um, and maybe the misconception that you really have a lot more flexibility because whatever time I'm taking a break, I'm probably going to have to make it up at another time. Mm -hmm. So it's never ending. It's really hard to stop the workday and transition to life at home and not continue to do that. So probably that I would say that's one of the hardest things is um, being my own boss. Yeah. I mean, you're mentioning that and it's like a, almost like a parallel with, with our business and the way that, you know, we've been doing things too. Um, and even yesterday, Aaron, I had a conversation about, you know, like we need to set our hours and like try to stick to them, you know, and, 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 you know, psychologically we need to say like, you know, from this nine to five or nine to six, um, you know, we need to do our work and finish our work within that time. And like if we allowed ourselves to say, you know, this is the time that we're going to work, then, that's the time that you have to work. Um, if you think about it as a, you know, oh, just I have all the time in the world. I can work from home. I can do whatever. So, you know, tasks just get longer and then things just get longer because in your mind you have that extra time, which you really shouldn't. True. You guys are my neighbors and you guys are always here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and our goal is to hopefully not have to be here all that time because uh, i mean like christian said once you get to that nine to five nine to six and you know there's always going to be exceptions to that rule and obviously we're recording this on a saturday um but that just means that we're getting more work or we're not being efficient so we either need to a hire or figure out more systems that are going to help us because th those are the two things that at least for us um there shouldn't be more work necessarily. We should be becoming more efficient or if we're getting more business, we should be hiring people. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, so, ding. So we're talking, we're still talking about sort of a, the business side of things um, with, with life cycle nutrition. Uh, do you see yourself like growing into a bigger practice, uh, hiring people? Aaron mentioned just hiring people. Um, I mean, is that something that you think you have in your future or you plan on sort of staying the way you are right now? No, we're definitely ready to grow. Um, I don't know that necessarily Ooh. that's the way, yeah. Um, that that's necessarily the way that I maybe envisioned it. Like I said, it, this was not something that I had in my mind, like, oh, I right. was going to start my own business. So, um, But it's really getting to the point that I'm comfortable where I am, 
But at the same time, I really love the service that we can provide. So why stop, right? Mm -hmm. um, if we can find the right person um, to continue helping our practice, um, it's great. We do have um, an office manager uh, who's my really dear friend, Amy, and she she's awesome helping us um, schedule clients, helping them, you know, with quick questions that they have, helping our physicians with referrals um, and that kind of stuff. But we need another dietitian, so that's going to be. That's in 2019, coming on the books. Awesome. Awesome. So okay. a new neighbor. You yes. guys better be nice. Keep you in line. <laughs> Always. <laughs> we will. Hopefully the, uh, the, so Marie Paul gave us some discounts for these RX bars. So maybe this one will give us like some discounts for Epic bars or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's yum, exciting. Yum. We No, we haven't talked about that before. And being neighbors, you know, we talk about business, but also talk about life. So that's exciting. I mean, literally doubling your dietitian or doubling your office size for a dietitian. So um, super exciting I for you. I think that links to kind of like also what Christian was saying, like what's the hard part is like for me, what I do is my job. I love being a dietitian. So I like seeing my patients, mm -hmm. but then that makes me not be able to work on my business, right? right. So um, I've learned this from someone that said, you know, you got to have some time to work on your business, but also in your business. So I think this would hopefully allow me to transition. Yeah. both. Don't worry. It's. It, I think it's. That's a conversation we have with every business owner, even ourselves. Um, so it's that's very normal. But it's a good question or a good problem to have. Um, so let's get into some stuff uh, which is super exciting about uh, nutrition in your practice. And uh, one question here is: uh, What are some of the common myths and uh, common myths about nutrition and diets um, that probably Christian and I are are messing up right now anyway, but we're just curious. <laughs> How much time do we have? Uh, <laughs> give I us guess, your best. Yeah, no, I guess the, yeah, the most common one or so, two, maybe one or I two. I think, you know, um, probably this, that's really my, one of my biggest dietitian pet peeves is just how much nutrition has become kind of in some ways complicated, but also just like, just like the word of mouth on the street and everyone wants to talk what's the right thing to do or not um, without people having prior knowledge to what they're talking about, right? So I always like to emphasize that nutrition is a science and science has to be understood to be able to talk about it. So now we all eat and that's a good thing, right? But I think people are trying to make it too complicated. Um, so I think um, I would say one of the biggest to encompass it all is like the quote unquote, one food group is bad for you, right? Whether it's carbohydrates or whether it's uh, animal protein or whether it's dairy or grains, especially gluten. And, you know, you just fill in the blank. It's not good for you. It's it causes damage in your body. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, really sometimes we simplify it to moderation and balance, but that's, that's the bottom truth is um, there are specific people that cannot tolerate certain foods uh, for a good medical condition. Um, but that also has to be truly addressed and studied and, and seen and diagnosed in some ways to be able to say yes. And then taking a whole food group out of your diet or maybe even several food groups out of your diet can cause damages that you might not really be able to see firsthand um, on a like day-to-day -day basis. But it might take a little bit longer to become deficient in certain nutrients. So I think... That's probably one of the um, biggest ones, I would say, myths that are out there. Um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what 2019 brings as to what's the 
new diet. fat diet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the the good is the good thing is that they've done reports and then year by year still the Mediterranean diet, right, which is actually a really big um, balanced diet that includes fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean meats, um, healthy fats into the diet is still the number one, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things I usually think is if you can't follow it for a long time, if you can't see yourself doing this for the rest of your life, um, then it's probably not. So that's why I'm, I'm big into moderation and being able to fit all foods into your to your daily intake. So with that, is there, so how long have you been a dietitian right now? Um, about 15 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So 15. I was, when I was five. I yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're barely able, yeah, you're not, hopefully this year, 2019, we'll be able to take you to the bar. You'll be able to drink. Mm -hmm. So. If you guys would see us standing up right now, yeah. I just, yeah. I yes. feel Marie like. Yes, Paul is like six foot, Christian and I are like five, <laughs> seven. <laughs> Um, no, I asked that because, uh, 15 years ago, the internet was barely out. So do you think that like, like, I would guess I'm just curious, like were all these fads or all these, um, topics like still out there that then, and it just wasn't as much because of the internet or is it a lot more now or, or is there a lot more now? So was there more previously and is there more, or was there more now? I love that you asked that because when you say that, I always think as to, so when I actually decided to become a dietitian, um, I was in high school and I was maybe like 14, 15. Um, I don't know that I truly decided to become a dietitian then, but, um, I would read my mom's magazines, right? Just like the good housekeeping or whatever. I was in Ecuador, so they were Spanish magazines. I don't know. Um, but they all had like a little quote unquote health section or, you know, the whatever. Right. And, each month or whatever she would buy these magazines, I would read these things. And one week it would say one thing, and the next time it would say something else, and then another time it would say something else. Um, and my mom took me to see a registered dietitian in Ecuador um, and to see the way that she incorporated everything into a meal plan was kind of surprising, right? So when I started seeing all this, I thought, you know what, it can't be like this. So that's actually what led me to look into nutrition as a profession. Uh, the fact that why can everyone just talk about something and change so much? It definitely cannot be like that. There has to be really like a, a baseline on this. So I think whether now is social media, before it was the newspaper, magazine, TV. So is it more available now? And does it... Um, has it exploded a little bit more? I think probably yes, but has it always been around? I think so. I think there's always been that um, a fad one way or another. Um, maybe not as changing as it is now. It seems like now you just turn around and there's something, something new, mm -hmm. you know? So Yeah, yeah. And I guess the internet and social media had just, you know, expanded on, you know, like you're saying, like what used to be, you know, magazines you know they used to distribute that type of content you know over magazines and now they just do it over social media and the internet and they do it as snap of a finger so yeah obviously yeah it's going to be a lot faster so i guess people are more educated and at the same time more like less educated because there's just so much input uh they just like you're saying like they don't know like what to make and of it and if it's on the internet it's right <laughs> right exactly right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta yeah. believe and this it. is going to be on the internet and everything we see in this podcast is true, it's true. correct yeah so <laughs> I want to add, clarify some things then. <laughs> <laughs> that we are the best marketing agency. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. I am a great soccer player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chaos did go undefeated, not defeated. That year. Did wing that t-shirt. 
Um, all right, so we're we're actually recording this around the holidays, and uh, probably something a, a lot of people are going to be doing right now, and I, I mean, I do a lot more normally anyway, is uh, eating out. So can you give us some tips for eating out? Or is it like finding those healthy restaurants, or are there healthy alternatives at places? So what do you got, What do you do, or what do you recommend to for people who want to eat out but still eat healthy? I think you should take me out with you. I think that would be like number one. You know, I can. Do we have to pay for your meal? Yes, no. yes. Oh, and my no. services. Uh-huh. No, um, that's no. not on the oh, budget. Sorry. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, you know, eating out has become one of those things that you know. I always talk to my clients. It's it used to be a special thing, right? It used to be like probably like you know the magazine, like things evolve. People mm-hmm. used to go out for a special location, or you know, it was someone's birthday. Now it's like part of day to day, right? Families are so busy, they're eating out a lot more. But yes, during the holidays, right, people are celebrating, so they feel like they should indulge a little bit more. Um, and I agree with that. And again, moderation. So a few tips on just to how uh, to eat out is always reviewing the menu. So kind of look, see if there's anything new. Um, I always like to say, make your plate colorful. So try to see if what kind of veggies you can add, if you can substitute something in, um, you know, instead of getting like a, a double starch, maybe adding some extra greens or um, even the side of fruit into your plate. Um, you know, even if you have to look into the kids meal, for some reason they offer those in the kids menu, but hmm. you can look into that. Um, asking how meats are prepared or those entrees are prepared because they usually can do a lighter option. So for example, asking for grilled meats instead of fried or, you know, asking for sauces on the side. So if it comes with a cream sauce or even your salads, right? Asking for the dressing on the side. That's a really kind of quick and easy tips. Um, If you're getting for steak, ask for that to be dry grilled, right? So, you know, usually um, I've had Mm. someone bring me a a nice steak and I saw a hand come from behind and pour about like a quarter cup of butter on my steak. I was like, no, no, please don't. (laughs) Right? They already taste so flavorful and they're, you know, usually chefs can make really good meals. That's why they're part of that restaurant. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're usually canned, um, substitute or kind of change things up to make it a good meal. So, um, try something different, try some, some fish. This is a lot of people don't like to cook fish at home or they don't know how to. So I usually say that's a great time to get some of those healthy fats into your diet. So salmon, tuna, and ordering those when you're eating out. Um, so. is, is all this kind of like ingrained in your system now, every time you go out to eat, like I mean, you're mentioning a lot of things that make a lot of sense and that are sort of easy, but I don't see myself like remembering any of this stuff. Like when I get to the restaurant, I'm like, no, I want that big, fat, juicy burger, you know, with fries. I and do too. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it something that you have to like, you're sort of like always like self-conscious, like, OK, let's figure out what can we. Marie Paul, before you answer that, um, I don't know if you want to answer this question or not, but I know you've told me about something that you want to do, at least here locally. Do you want to talk about that or we can just, you can answer the Christian's question, but it does relate exactly to it. Um, let's save it. I'll come back and share <laughs> okay. with you guys what's okay. coming. But, um, no, I think, you know, I think that's the other thing, right? It's like, if you think about it, I just gave you several tips, mm-hmm. but maybe start with one, right? Cause if all this is new to you, then just start with, Hey, um, every time I'm going to eat out, I'm going to try to order veggies, Or I'm going to try to order fruit or I'm going to, you know, choose something different. Like I'm not going to go for the burger every time. I like burgers and burgers are good. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, you know, usually when people eat with dietitians, we're the ones getting judged. Everyone wants to look at our plate and it's like, let me eat alone. (laughs) Don't look at my food. Right. But I think 
if you expect to just change it all at once, mm. it's hard, right. you know? So just, you know, sometimes when we go out to eat a burger, you really want to eat the burger and you want to eat fries with it. And mm -hmm. the only veggies that might be there might be what's on that burger, if the there's any. And, tomato, and yeah. um, but, you know, so sometimes it's good to take a step back and just look at kind of your diet in general. Um, but, you know, set one small goal. Don't go for, you know, for the top of the mountain yet. Just kind of, you know, so what's what's that going to be, Christian? More veggies for you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Um, I didn't know about the steak. I know that every steak that I get, they do. It's always like whether I get it at Roadhouse or... Yeah, you actually, know, I, I didn't know that. Grass. Yeah, I didn't know that adding butter to a steak was something until I moved to Texas. Like, really? Yeah, I didn't like. I mean, in Puerto Rico, yeah, we cooked steaks and stuff, but mm. we never added. Yeah, like half like a stick you, of butter. If you on top cook of it, in like, my home, you don't add butter, yeah. right? And they taste um, really no. good. Right. Yeah. So I'm um, probably better than the restaurant. I'm just saying I'm pretty good. But <laughs> <laughs> I see a new business thing coming on here. <laughs> so, so is that going to be your thing? No, I'm going to say laser focus. We just do advertising and website design here. <laughs> I meant about not getting butter on the steak. Oh, that's super easy. <laughs> yes, uh, that's, I mean, that's super easy. I think mean, that's a good excuse to order more steak, right? Mm. Moderation. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight, eight ounces instead of 12. So, that's a good start. Uh, speaking of eating out, do you have a favorite restaurant around this area that you know, I guess, offers like, you know, good healthy options and things you like know, that. You know, there's lots of good <laughs> options. No, um, you're number one. Um, <laughs> I always like my kids would say Zoe's Kitchen. I just hmm. I love the variety. I love that most of their dishes come with lots of veggies. Um, you know, they have lots of grill options, um, lots of fresh fruit. Like food feels fresh there. So Is it like a Mediterranean place, mm -hmm. right? Greek Mediterranean. Greek? Yeah. I don't know. We ate there Was one there? time. Remember? No. We ate there at Zoe's. We went to go. To, we got in line to go to Tiff Streets, and we got all those ice cream cookies. And they're like, "Oh, we need to go eat something healthy now." And we were in Richardson, so we went to go eat at Zoe's. I need to write that down. I don't remember that actually. Yeah. Well, we should all go out to Zoe's then, and we go should eat some. absolutely. But there's a lot of uh, of good little healthy places around here. We're lucky to have um, good variety. So. Yeah, and luckily, look uh, like some fast casual healthy too. Because you and I went to Freshy, um, and uh, that's kind of one. I like Modern Market. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, They actually put all the calories and stuff on there. Well, receipts. we went to um, Exquisite Cafe the other day, too, just like a local yes. little. And they had like a good... And that's the thing. I think most restaurants are now having that kind of healthy, lighter menu. Um, mm -hmm. And if something, they'll put the nutrition information on that one. So, you know, again, just always start there and start looking, especially if you're trying to, to make some better eating choices. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's transition here into some more, um, I guess, life slash business kind of stuff. Um, all right. So here, what do you wish uh, you had known when you st when you first started out that you that you know now, but you didn't know when you were starting out? I mean, there's got to be quite a few things with starting your business that you're like, this is the number one thing I wish I would have changed in the beginning. Um. Hmm, that's a good point. Um, I think um, maybe being able to know like the kind of the care that the patients um, would require like as a follow-up, right? So sometimes like uh, when you see someone, um, they always have questions that once they get home, whether how to address something or whether, um, you know, can they have something? So my, my, my goal is really to empower people to be able to make 
choices based on their nutrition um, on their own. That's really to educate, right? I, I My goal is for people not to need me at some point, right? Unless they something is changing in their life and they're in a different stage of life. But, um, you know, that's adds to the time of seeing someone. So maybe scheduling things differently. I think, again, maybe knowing how much work it takes um, outside your quote unquote business hours mm -hmm. and how much you're on, you're constantly on, um, you know, um, I tend to a lot be on my husband says, how's your phone? And I'm like, I'm on my phone because I'm not on my computer. Right. It's like, I'm usually on my phone doing things that are not, um, you know, I'm not chatting with friends. I'm usually checking my email or catching up on, um, on responding to someone. Right. So I think maybe that Starting on my own, that was one of the biggest things. It's um, how much it, time it takes to work on the business and in the business and being able to separate that. And, yeah, they, they don't, right, when you go to school to be a dietitian, you don't, you know, many of us don't learn business management. So, right. um, I think, yeah, I think, I mean, that's across the board with, you know, almost every profession where, you know, we're, we hired recently, you know, someone who, you know, went through business administration and like, even, I mean, even myself, like I, I went through, you know, marketing and marketing classes and all this stuff. And like half the stuff is just top level, you know, or surface level type stuff that doesn't really teach you the nitty gritty things that you need to know on how to run a business. Yes. You know? It's two completely different worlds. <clears throat> um, so speaking of businesses, um, starting your business, um, what do you think is something, and these are the harder questions now, so okay. if you need some time to think, I feel just, the light going. <laughs> we can always edit this pause out if it takes you like 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So just think about it. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you think is something that you have failed at? Oh, I definitely know my failures more than my <laughs> successes. Um, I will say being more and i'm embarrassed to say that i probably can't look at i'm going to close my eyes and say like social media marketing and social media exposure and podcast and blogging and um it's something that i'm extremely aware um that it's important not just for my business but for my profession mm -hmm. um i'm i'm big into supporting our profession and supporting dietitians, right? Um, I feel like we have, we've had some amazing dietitians kind of pave the road for us, uh, for the ones that are in practice now, but also our profession is growing tremendously. Um, and like we said earlier, everyone talks nutrition and as registered dietitians and the nutrition experts, we need to be the louder voice. Um, but again, I think the fact that a lot of my time goes into providing care for my patients, I've let um, a big part kind of kind of fall through. So mm -hmm. I, it's like a, a big roller coaster, and I'm in that downhill of social media exposure and social media um, there. Sounds but like I know a, people that can help me. Right. It sounds like you need a little bit of help from your neighbors. <laughs> a little help from your neighbors. Like coming like not for the cup of sugar. <laughs> right. have the whole bag of sugar. Yes, please. Yeah. So well, I would say definitely that's a big, that's a big, um, you know, I, and I don't know failure, but it does. It does feel like a, you know, it's like, wah, like wah, you could wah. be doing more. I could be doing more. Mm -hmm. I definitely could be doing more. And I have, you know, like you said, like you said this goals, but because you keep working through the days, mm -hmm. right? Uh, things kind of 
go on. Aaron has seen my calendar and he said, oh, it says social media. Why are you not doing it? <laughs> Something else kind of comes over, right? So I would say that's probably uh, one of the biggest and probably getting a little bit more organized. Um, again, I think that that fine line between, um, like I said earlier, part of the reason that I went on my own was to have the flexibility with my family. So um, I... I think rightfully so. Many times I'll just drop anything for my kids, right? So mm-hmm. anything will, my family will take priority over anything. So, um, you know, they kind of still like to be with me. So, you know, if they enjoy would, that time. Yes, I know <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> when your 10 year old is getting to be almost as tall as you, it's starting to feel a little awkward. She is taller than you. No, not yet. I'm the dietitian. I get to measure her. <laughs> She's about two inches. She's about two inches. But, um, you know, so it's, 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 a fun time to be with them and be able to enjoy that. Um, but also cutting those lines, right? Cause I also know once I go home, it's a lot harder to do things during their awake time. Mm-hmm. So either I'm cutting into my rest time or into the time with my husband, or maybe I should just stay at the office and work a little bit longer and be more productive during that time. So, um, I would say those are probably two things that I'm still, um, in process. Mm-hmm. We should definitely do a follow-up episode for many reasons in the future, but also to hear some progress about that. Because you're on a podcast right now, so I feel like that's a big step in the, the right direction. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one's, again, kind of... I don't um, even know the answer to this question. Yeah. So, uh, what? I would have to think about it. To the what you failed at? No, or, to number nine. Oh, to this one. Mm. All oh. right. So what purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory, if you can't think back six months, maybe like last week of a hundred dollars or less. Mm-hmm. Is it for me or for anyone? Like just overall? Yeah. What, like a hundred dollar purchase. Maybe you made for your husband. Maybe you bought him a pin that was worth, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that takes another whole podcast yeah. <laughs> to give some background. We were talking a little bit about how Maria Paula, uh, has some struggles buying her husband gifts. So uh, <laughs> anyway, um, what, what's $100 that you spent that has changed or impacted your life? But it has to be very recent. How much time did you give me? Like Oh, six months. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Just six whatever months. you can remember. Or recent memory. Your recent memory, maybe three years. Right. You know, I, I guess I just, when I kind of think about it, I think about like anything like has to do with like running. Um, and that's probably more than six months or three years, but you know, the friendships that I've made through that, um, how it's impacted my life or that sense of accomplishment or setting goals and being able to, um, achieve those, the example I'm setting for my kids. Um, and again, the relationships, uh, putting myself out there, um, as we discussed earlier, I have never been the most athletic person in the world. So I always tell my children that I was the last one at school at everything. I tried every sport. I was afraid of any um, kind of uh, playing mechanism apparatus that would come heading my way. So volleyball, I was awful. I could not do gymnastics or ballet. I begged my mom at, I think, nine years of age to take me out um, before the teacher kicked me out. Um <laughs> So I I tried all, I tried soccer and I think I was like somewhat decent, but I'm from Ecuador and my dad says soccer was for boys. So, um, so I didn't, right. So I didn't, I didn't do a lot of these things. Um, so I didn't start running till, um, after my kids, I mean, in, in elementary school, really everyone wanted to be 
um, to race me because they would know they would win. So um, after having both my daughters, uh, one day I met some friends and I was, you know, trying to kind of get back into um, my old self and started being more active and becoming more active and I had a friend that invited me to go run with her and we just went running and, you know, we ran two miles and then we ran three miles and I was like, wow. And then, so one time I tried to go do it by myself. Um, I tried to go run by myself and <clears throat> I'm also not the best <laughs> geographically oriented person. Oh, <laughs> a lot yeah. Of this, these are all follow up <laughs> questions for the next podcast. So we'll just go so with that. So I got lost and I ended up running like a little bit over four miles. So that was a huge thing and I was so happy I ran four miles and you know so little by little then I joined a running group and they were you know I think the first time that I met with them they ran like five miles so you know those are things that I clearly remember the first time I ran five and six Mm -hmm. and seven they were huge um you know huge accomplishments and it's given to me a lot more than just the physical benefit of um of exercise so I would say my running shoes right that's, I mean, it's amazing when you mentioned that you said, I mean, you started with running and all that. Like I played a little movie in my head of you going to the store, buying shoes, and then like all these great things happening from that, you know, like you're getting healthier. You're, you're setting an example for your daughters. Uh, you're meeting new people, um, you know, you, health wise, you're, you know, you're getting better. Like all these like repercussions and effects from having, doing a single action of buying shoes, you know, it's just crazy and amazing that all of that can happen from a tiny little change. Right. And thinking of, or speaking of uh, our, our last question here is kind of a, like a little movie in Christian's head, but it's more geared towards you is, um, what is your current Netflix binge or what's the most recent one? Maybe you're not binging something right now, but you know, we can find out a lot about somebody by what they watch on Netflix. Yes. Can you give me a good, um, we're like stuck. So, I don't really watch a lot of TV during the day, obviously. Um, so usually it's before bed, um, and it's with my husband. So it has to be something we both like. And we kind of like, um, what do you call it? like murder mysteries, crime kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, like we love Law & Order, Special Victims Unit, and we watch all of that. But the, I think the latest one that we watch was, um, trying to think, we watch The Staircase. You guys watch that, the documentary? I heard about that, yeah. Is he guilty know. or not? Huh? Is he guilty? You I haven't watched, watched it, okay, but watch I hear we'll my talk friends talk about it all the time, and they're um, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's, <laughs> he's not guilty. We oh, watch, uh, we were watching right, right now, but I didn't like it. So I would say the latest one that we watched was, we watched the Ozark um, mm-hmm. season two, and we're waiting, we're waiting for the Ozark season three, and we're waiting for Better Call Saul. So, oh yeah, I watched Better Call Saul. So we're, yeah. I liked, uh, Breaking Bad better. It gave me yes. a lot of stress. I don't think that that was the best thing to watch before bed because watching someone make bad decisions over and over again being blasted on TV, yeah. even though it's not real, it gives me oh, a lot of stress. Oh, you got sucked in for oh, sure. Oh, I was screaming to the TV and jumping up and down. So, yeah. Dang. Um, so one that's kind of uh, controversial, but it is very well made, is um, the How to Get Away with Murder. Have you heard of that? Um, No. Okay, check that out. Watch like the first episode, but okay. it's got they have the thing that they do very well is they do the best cliffhangers probably in TV. Mm-hmm. I think. Did we start watching that together? But it you keeps told going. me about it, and then okay. I started watching it. So does it give you an answer? Yes, yes, okay. yeah. So okay. not I mean, to give you too much, things work in reverse. 
where you find out more information as each episode goes what on. What is it called again? How to get away with murder. How to get away with murder. Yeah. Okay. I could, yeah, because we were watching Cold Justice, but I didn't like it. So they basically look at cold cases and then they bring a new team and they try to figure it out kind of what happened. And they kind of do, but you don't know if these people actually ended up mm. like There's if they no were resolution. actually. There's yeah, no, yeah. So then I'm just like, <laughs> right. So it's kind of like not listening to the next okay. follow up. Then you'll like this. Yeah. There's, it's definitely a, you and your husband, not you and the little ones watching, but yes, it, it's a good, it's definitely a good episode. Awesome. I'll be uh, watching. All right. So thank you for your time. Uh, for one, this was awesome. And I don't think we've ever had all three of us a conversation like this. I'm sure we will when we go to Zoe's, but, uh, how can our audience find out more about you and life cycle nutrition? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, so you can visit us at life cycle hyphen nutrition.com. Um, or you can check us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now because I'm saying that, I will keep you up to date um, on all of those and maybe look up for a blog coming in the new year. All right. Awesome. That's coming soon. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Marketing Natives. We hope you really enjoyed this episode with Maria Paula. She is a good friend of ours, obviously very knowledgeable, um, and we encourage you to reach out to her. Next week, we are also, well, hopefully next week, we'll have a, another guest as well. But if you guys like these episodes, please let us know and make sure that you go over to Instagram and shoot us a DM and let us know what you're thinking of the podcast and make sure that you hit that subscribe button and we will talk to you guys next week. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.